just to get down I don't know if I can get them, but I got them right The developing stars, whoa Wrecked by the stars, though But they know just who they are The knowledge is deep, man Cause college is bleak, man Knees are the bees, man Deffy happy hour now I trust them with everything Every confidence giving me confidence Hipping this hopping, no really no stopping I'll make you a champion, y'all put a sock in it uh, But this is life, bro They're at it all night, though So you can just drive slow And get down with the Deffy crew Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening, wherever you are listening. This is episode 75 of the Devi Happy Hour. My name is Skip Newton, excited to come to you from Egan, Minnesota. It's Tuesday, June 22nd, and we have got all of the Devi and Campus to Canton information that you could possibly want. Of course, I need to introduce the other part of the we from North Carolina. I call him Obi-Wan. It's Matthew Jackson. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Skip. I'm, I'm trying to hang in there. Um, as you know, I was at a wedding this past weekend, and me and my wife caught a little bit of a cold. So I'm going to try my best to pull this Michael Jordan flu game out of me. I'm, I'm going to try and pay homage to him, but I'm doing good. It's kind of crazy that we're already at episode 75 of the Debbie Happy Hour. It's, it's, it's getting up there. We're three quarters of the way to 100, man. I'm getting excited. It is awesome. I, I kind of love it. And I, I've actually been waiting for our next one, like episode 76, because I've been keeping track of how many episodes we've done together. And it will be episode 38 next time for us, which means that we will have done exactly half of the Debbie Happy Hour episodes. And I don't know why the math geek in me cares about that, but I do. So there you go. You see, I'm sitting here now and I'm thinking, I can't wait till we get to 66. That way we can call this podcast Order 66 Podcast. Oh, I love that. I'm going to start looking for every possible Star Wars connection I can think of in the numbers, anything. Yeah, it's been a while since we've talked Star Wars on the show. That 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 kind of makes me feel bad that I've, I've dropped the ball a little bit, especially since they have a new animated series, The Bad Batch, and I've been watching that and loving it, so... That's that's shame on me. I'll take I'll take the uh, the blame for that. Are you excited one. for the Obi Wan show? Obi Wan uh, series to come out? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. My, I think it was my daughter asked me the other day. She's like, so if that Obi Wan comes out and it's on, you know, not just Disney Plus, but like the Disney Max, I think it is. Whatever whatever the the extra fee is, are, are we gonna buy that? I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm not I'm not waiting for that. There's there's no way a show about Obi-Wan's coming out and I'm not going to be watching it. So I'm definitely going to get all over that. Before we get into the news and all the other topics we got to get into today, why don't you quickly tell people where can people find you and your work, Matt? So uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Devi Matt. Um, can find my rankings up on Dynasty Nerds. Um, Skip, we got some big things um, changing here over the next coming coming weeks. I'm going to start to back down a little bit from my uh, my article writing over at Dynasty Nerds, and I've actually got my own Patreon that's going to be launching 1st of July. So we're super excited about that. You guys can find that Patreon right now. It's up and running. Uh, we've got a soft launch right now. It'll go live with actual content on July 1st. 
but you can find that that Patreon at patreon.com slash um, Devi database. Um, looking forward to putting out a bunch of great content on that YouTube videos, extra podcast, um, player breakdown. So make sure to check that out on that Patreon page. Would love for you guys to subscribe to that. That is exciting, man. Congratulations on that. I, I know that you've talked about doing more and, and getting, getting into stuff, you know, on your own. I think, I think that's awesome. Um, of course I'm here to support you any way that I can. And if you ever need a guest, then heck, why not, man? I'm in. So Sounds sounds awesome. Uh, my name is Skip Newton again at Skip Newton thirty one on Twitter. Of course, I'm a Debbie writer for the NFL Draft Bible, so kicking out uh, stuff on there all the time. Really spending a lot of time on my Debbie rankings, and they they haven't been published yet, but they're ready. It's just a matter of when we can get those out there. I I'm pumped because I I want to I want to get people's reaction to that. I think that'll be interesting and. I'll admit, I go in and tweak them about every other day. So I think that's it's just a constant work in progress. The good, the good news is once you set them up for the first time, it's just minor tweaks. You're not doing anything too terribly major after that first time. So, man, you said it because the first the first run at that when you're ranking, you know, 200 players, that is incredibly hard. It, I was not prepared for how hard that was. So that you know, bad on me, but. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad they're ready, so hopefully people enjoy that and get some value out of that. The, the first topic I want to talk about today are kind of our own little draft tips. You know, it's, it's Tuesday, so we'll call it Draft Tip Tuesday. And tell me, Matt, what, what do you want to tell people about, you know, when they're getting into a Devi draft, whether it's a startup or they've been into a league for a few years, you know, what kind of advice do you want to pass on to our listeners? I think the biggest advice I can pass on right now is, is something that I went through in a past draft this last week. And I think the biggest problem and the biggest um, mistake that a lot of people make when they're in these Devi drafts and startups and, and whatnot is they get rushed and, you know, they have all this time to make a pick. You know, most, most, most clocks run eight hours or so. So you've got eight hours to make a pick. But, you know, people in your group chats are breathing down your neck. People are telling you you need to pick. And the biggest mistake you can make is to jump into a pick before really looking at the board, seeing how it's falling and seeing who's there and who, who's been taken and who hasn't been taken. And that was a big mistake that I fell into this week. Um, I, I I was in the middle of a Debbie draft, and Debbie drafts are a little harder. You know, you have – it's harder to get ADP for Debbie guys than it is, you know, actual NFL players. So if you're not paying attention, guys can slip through the cracks. And that's exactly what happened to me. Um, got on the clock and drafted Zachary Evans, who might be a phenomenal player. Um, he's He does some stuff that I think that he needs to improve on, like not running up the middle so much and actually breaking the ball to the outside a little bit. But he, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal running back. And he has all the talent in the world. But he's, he's got some head stuff and some other stuff that he needs to clean up. So not a bad pick, but it could have been better, especially when you look at the draft. And I saw that the very next pick or two picks later, off comes the board, Ohio State running back Travion Henderson, which I have raved to you how much I'm in love with. And if I was paying more attention, would have easily drafted over Zachary Evans in this draft. So the, my draft tip Tuesday is to pay attention to the board, don't get rushed, Take your time and make solid picks. That's good advice. Pay attention. So pay attention to what you're doing. I like that. Um, I wrote down a few, you know, tips myself. You know, one of the big ones is in in Devi, especially not campus to Canton. But you know, in Devi, these guys are just going to sit on your on your taxi squad until they get to your NFL roster. And 
and once they get there, you, you know, you need them to to actually be good and, and provide fantasy points. So, you know, a lot of a lot of players do this. This probably isn't great advice, but I think the first focus should always be, you know, you you want to pick the guys that you think are most likely to be good in the NFL. So, you know, focus on those guys first, and then. You know, there, there's other ways to hit, though. It's not just who's going to provide fantasy points in the NFL. It could be, you know, who do you think is going to have high draft capital? You know, if, if you're seeing, you know, mock drafts that that have the same names in the first round, that that's a good indication. I mean, of course, stuff is going to change between now and, you know, next April. But it, it shows you, you know, kind of what, what people are valued at. And if, and if you can pick a guy who gets first round draft capital or second round draft capital, then that's an immediate hit. And, and that'll give you an opportunity to trade him if you don't want to keep him. And I think, you know, the third thing I'm going to get to, but I'm going to let you interject with your thoughts on those first yeah, I mean, two it, points before I get to uh, my next Especially one. the second point. I mean, look at these last few mock drafts that we've done over this past few weeks when it comes to, you know, 2022 NFL mocks that we've covered on the Debbie Happy Hour. You're looking at guys like Carson Strong and Malik Willis, who uh, I'm not, like, raving about, but they're getting first-round draft capital pretty consistently. And those are the guys that are going fourth round, fifth round in Debbie drafts. I mean, you're talking about a steal in Debbie drafts right now, Debbie startups, when you can get a first-round quarterback and top half of the first-round quarterback at that in the fifth round of a Debbie draft. Yeah, that, that's a great point, and and kind of goes right along with, you know, with my next point in that I I talk a lot about guys where I want to I want to get players whose value can increase between now and you know a year from now, so you can look for those guys as well. If if maybe it's it's a little bit deeper in your Devi draft, or you're in a, a league that's been around for a while, so you know, you got to reach you know farther into into the Devi pool, and I think that's you know that's the point I made. You know, to you when you talked about Zachary Evans, it's like, hey, you weren't really excited about the pick when you realized Trayvon Henderson was on the board, but there's a really good chance that Evans is going to have a good year, and if he has a good year, his values should should increase because he is he is the kind of running back that could fit into the NFL and be successful. So you could always look to move him, you know, after one season, you know, and try to try to get what you want if you don't think that he's kind of the right fit for the NFL. So you know, look for guys whose value you're going to increase. I think that'll be a, a good way to, you know, to have upside and, and to to get value from your Debbie picks. And you can always, you know, trade them later for something something more. And and really, the the other piece of advice that I that I wanted to pass on is I want to see. I like to I like to go for that upside. I mean, if you've got if you've got two players and one of them you think has a chance to be an absolute stud, but maybe is a little more you know risky. Whereas you've got a player that's just steady and solid, but you you don't think he could be a you know like an alpha one wide receiver, I'm gonna shoot for the the upside every time you know on the Debbie picks just because I want I want that guy that that's gonna be that that you know the main guy on his team. I think that's where you'll you'll find more fantasy goodness. So those are my tips. You know if you're if you're in drafts. You know, right now, and you and you need advice. Reach out, reach out to us on Twitter. We'd love to help. There's a lot of resources out there, so you know, throw it out there. Tag you know a few people, including us, and you're gonna get you're gonna get good advice from not only us but the people that that follow us. And you know, between the the campus to Canton guys and the, you know the Debbie dashboard and you know deep Debbie dive and all that stuff. I mean, there's tons of resources. So 
go out and, and do that if you need help in your drafts, and we'd love to help you. I remember my first Debbie draft. I will never forget. Do you know who was I was able to DM with back and forth that would provide me advice on my first ever Debbie draft? Ever told I've you never the, heard story? the story? You will not be surprised. Ray Garvin. Man, that, 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 he, that's not surprising, though. I mean, that speaks directly to Ray's character. I mean, Ray has always been that guy that he's going to support everybody in the community and there for help. So um, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I, I feel fortunate because right at the right at the beginning of, of the draft, I had I had stumbled across, you know, Destination Debbie. And so I started listening to that and it was it was early, you know, like I think I, I got in on episode, you know, early teens, 13, 14, somewhere in there, and immediately went back and started re listening to all of them. And he kept saying, you know, you know, if you need help, let me know. And I said, Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out. And it was awesome. I mean, he was so great. He he got so excited about about my draft, <laughs> I, I tweeted it out, and he was retweeting and getting all pumped up. It was pretty cool. I mean, just typical Ray Garvin, right? I mean, he was he was as excited as if it was his own team. It was it He's was such super a solid cool. guy. So man. there's love, another guy that lo- loves love to help Ray. People. Such a solid guy. Anyway, let's get into that main topic today. We're going over to the ACC, the Atlantic side. So again, divvying this up by the different. Conferences. We'll start with Boston College, just going alphabetically before we get to the big one next, of course. The the only key loss really for Boston College was tight end Hunter Long. He went to the Dolphins fairly early, I believe the third round. So good draft capital for Long. He leaves behind quarterback Phil Jerkovic. What do you think about Phil Jerkovic? I think he is a day two, like a late day two kind of guy, maybe early day three, kind of in that... Kyle Trask mode potentially, you know, Davis Mills right in there. I I think that's honestly I think that's his ceiling. I don't th- I don't think he could go round 2, but I could see him going somewhere in, in the in the middle of the Yeah, round. I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's about his ceiling. Um when, when we talked about him last year, me and you had a little bit of a disagreement on Phil Dracovic. He was the guy that you just loved watching and you were you were pretty high on and I was never all that high on him. Um, I'm going to start with some things I like about him because he does have some good traits. I mean, he he sets his feet really well, plants his feet, scans the defense, um, really good pocket presence. Those uh, those are great ball. I mean, the ball zips out of his hands. It's got good velocity to it. it has a tight wind up motion. I mean, he looks he looks good throwing the football. Um, there there's some things that I want to see him improve on. I mean, just his touch on the ball. It seems like, you know, I, I said that the ball comes out with some velocity. Well, sometimes when you're throwing those six- and seven-yard pops, you don't need the ball coming at you at 60 miles an hour. Um, and I really think that he needs to work on that some. Um, work on some of his accuracy, mid, mid-range mid accuracy wasn't all there. Um, he, he has a tendency to underthrow some deep balls. So there's some stuff that I, that I think he can work on. Um, definitely probably that day two, um, late. Late day, late round two, early round three type of guy. I think it's his ceiling. So I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, I, I, I still do like Jakovic. I, I like his, his pocket presence, and he, he moves fairly well for, for a bigger guy. So I think he's, he's got some deceptive, you know, deceptive movement ability that. You know, we'll, we'll allow him not only to move in the pocket, but I think he could even pick up some yards with his legs. Nothing crazy, but you know, he's not a statue back there either. So it, that's worth mentioning. A couple of wide receivers, neither one are going to be you know high on your Devi lists, but they're, they're guys to 
I think at least be aware of, and maybe one of them uh, higher than the other one, but we got Jalen Gill and Zay Flowers. And by the way, all three of these guys, uh, Jakovic as well, are 2022 eligible. So Jalen Gill and Zay Flowers, what do you think of these two guys, yeah, I Matt? disagree with you. I, I love Zay Flowers. I mean, when, when I was watching his film, man, his release off of the line of scrimmage, the way he gets inside leverage on cornerbacks and just explodes through through contact, he uses his hands well to get off press. Um, his really quick feet um, to get off the line and, and get open in route. So I, I love Zay Flowers. I think he's a really underrated guy that not a lot of people talking about that they should probably start paying some more attention to him. I did like his his leap in in year two. So last season, he went from 22 to 56 receptions. And of course, that was in two fewer games. So he only played in 11 games. Almost 900 yards. He averaged just over 15 yards in both seasons. Scored nine touchdowns. So a bit of a bigger play guy. And he also had a rushing touchdown. In fact, he he had one in in each of his freshman and sophomore seasons. So he does have some some bigger play abilities. And I think that's that's intriguing enough to put him on the Debbie radar. But he's not in anybody's top you know, five to 10, even if you were just doing, I think 2022 guys. So that's what I'm saying. You know, it has to be a little bit deeper. Any, any thoughts on Jalen Gill? Cause I actually, I actually like Jalen Gill quite a bit. Um, he is, he is very fast, a verified four, three, eight. So that's intriguing to me. It'll be interesting to see if, if he can do something, you know, better you know, after a year with Boston College, of course, he's a transfer from, you know, surprise, surprise, Ohio State, because that's all they do is have a ton of talent. But what do you think? I about mean, yeah, Gil? he had to transfer unless Ohio State is going to run eight man formations, <laughs> eight wide receiver formations. I mean, somebody had to go. So, <laughs> I mean, Jalen Gill's got some intriguing speed. I think he's he's a guy to watch, but he's. He's just another guy for me when you look at it. I mean, if there's a wide receiver that I'm interested in on this roster, it's Zay Flowers. And for me, it, it starts and stops there. I mean, Jalen Gill is not somebody I'm too terribly interested in right now. Okay, so the guys to watch on Boston College, we're going to stick with mostly Zay Flowers and maybe Djokovic. We'll see if, if it's deeper league. You can, you can grab him and maybe get lucky. But he's probably one of those guys that's going to be available in your rookie drafts. All right, now we move on to the big one, Clemson Tigers. Of course, a lot of key losses. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, both first-round picks, both to the Jaguars. And then wide receivers, Amari Rogers to the Packers and Cornell Powell, your guy, to the Chiefs. That's a lot of, of firepower that has gone pro, leaving a lot of opportunity for what I'm sure is a lot of talent. So let's start at quarterback, uh, my favorite quarterback in college, right now is DJ Uweungalele, and that's probably because I just love saying his name. No, I'm just kidding. It's not just because of that. Like, the guy is a awesome athlete. He's just a powerhouse back there. I think this kid has every chance to be you know, the top pick when he finally goes pro, probably in 2023. What do you feel about Uweungalele? I mean, the Clemson Tigers are losing the best quarterback prospect that we've seen probably since Andrew Luck. And all they're doing is replacing him with the best quarterback prospect that we've seen since Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he's a lot of guys, Debbie quarterback one right now. And I don't know that you can really argue that. I mean, I love Spencer Rattler. It's on record how much I love Spencer Rattler. But, I mean, DJ Uyunglele, 
I mean, he, he's a big body guy. I mean, this this is a big boy. I mean, close to 250 pounds, six foot, was he five or six? Um, I mean, just big guy, had a cannon for an arm, um, throws a great deep ball. But he's he's really, really athletic when you look at some of it, too. I mean, he had a good amount of rushing touchdowns. I mean, just pounded the ball in from the one-yard line. Um, I think everybody remembers him coming in for Trevor Lawrence and throwing for nearly 900 yards, six touchdowns, and zero interceptions. I mean, the Clemson's offense, once they finally let DJ do his thing, I mean, didn't miss a step with, with Trevor Lawrence out. I mean, put on a absolute, like, shootout fire fest against Notre Dame. And, I mean, DJ U is going to be the next guy and a long list of Clemson Clemson prospects. Um, and, at, I mean, after him, I mean, you got, I saw Arch, Arch Manning was, was on a recruiting visit to Clemson, too. So, I mean, these guys are just going to keep reloading. And DJU is going to be the next top, you know, number one overall pick. Yeah, you said it all. I mean, not only does he have that cannon arm and he's accurate, but he can run as well. I mean, he's not, he's not that freak runner, you know, like a, like a Lamar Jackson, but he will definitely get you yards rushing. And like you said, with that big body and enough speed, he's, he's going to get rushing touchdowns. I mean, he, he scored some last year. I'll, I'll, I'll bet he scores at least six to eight, if not more, you know, rushing touchdowns right on his own. So extra points there, you know, you love that. That's talk about fantasy goodness. Next up, we've got the running back position. We've got Lynn J. Dixon, 2022 eligible, and then a couple of incoming freshmen who I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be more excited about, Will Shipley and Phil Maffa. Let's talk about these three guys and, you know, where do you rank them in your Debbie rankings as far as, you know, of those three, who would you, who would you put one, two, three? So, so for me, uh, Lynn J. Dixon is getting the starting running back roles. I mean, he's waited his time. He's bided his time between, you know, behind one of the greatest Clemson running backs they've seen in, in a long time. And Travis Etienne, I mean, three, three consecutive 1600 yard, you know, rushing seasons. It's finally Lynn J. Dixon's time. I think they're going to let him run the ball. Um, you saw that he was the reason, um, that, um, what's his face transferred to, um, who, who, who did they have the transfer? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, it'll come to me. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. He went Florida, to yeah. Florida. DeMarcus, uh, DeMarcus Bowman. Bowman. He's the reason that DeMarcus Bowman transferred because he wasn't getting enough playing time because Lynn J. Jackson was getting all the playing time. So, I mean, he's going to get the starting reps. When you look at it, though, everybody is high up, up in arms on Will Shipley. You know, this, this speedy back, great between the tackles, phenomenal pass catcher, I mean, was, was working out and – getting advice from Christian McCaffrey while he was on a school bus to a high school state championship game. So, I mean, this kid looks to be the, you know, a fantastic running back. Coaches are raving about him. He's electric. He's dynamic. Everybody's excited about him. When you look at it, though, and I've been teasing this for the last few weeks now when I said that there's a running back that I like more than Will Shipley, and I've been giving you a little taste of it every single week, and we're finally here, Skip. We finally made it. So I'm going to let you guys in on another guy that I'm really, really high on, and that's 2024 running back Phil Maffa. I mean, he comes in, and he doesn't have the speed that Will Shipley does, but, I mean, he is a big NFL-ready back right now at 6'1", 215 pounds, carries the rock strong, I mean, it, it is can, can bounce off tacklers, has great lateral agility. He reminds me a lot when he's running, and this is going to be a crazy comp, but we're just going to stick with it because I'm heading that direction anyway. When I watch him, he reminds me a lot of Adrian Peterson running the ball. 
And I know, I mean, I'm talking about a Ooh. Hall of Fame running back. You're a boy from Minnesota for so many years. But I love Phil Moffa, and when I look at him, I can see him better having a better college arc and NFL arc than Will Shipley does before it's all said and done. I think you might be on to something there. Uh, both of them are four-stars. So Moffa's a four-star. He was ranked the RB9. So we'll end up talking about him again potentially later when we go down go into our running backs from the incoming class but yeah he's got he's got the size we love that he's got pretty good speed but what i saw quick feet in that you know for a big guy Real he can move feet. a nice little sidestep to get his by lateral defenders. agility is phenomenal and he yeah he and he gets through those holes quickly so i really really like that you know getting back to will shipley you know, I said four-star. The composite has him as a five-star, so just something worth worth knowing. But he was the number one all-purpose back in both rankings. So he is definitely highly ranked, but smaller, 5'11", 198. So he's not tiny, but he's definitely not, you know, that 210 to 215 that we love to see from, from running backs. Great speed and cutting ability. I mean, he, he cuts without losing much speed at all. I mean, he can line up as as a wide receiver and just looks completely natural catching the ball good balance you know through contact but he's not going to overpower anybody just an elusive player and and has a, a variety of moves i i really like shipley i i still have him ranked higher because i think he's he's that good but i think both of these guys are worth you know noting in in devi and campus to canton for sure because you know, they might not see as much this season, you know, because of Lynn J. Dixon, but they're going to see the ball. And and this could be the one-two punch that, that Clemson has for the next three seasons. And then, you know, they, they, they both go pro. Yeah, they're a great thunder and, lightning, thunder and lightning pairing. I think that's what you're going to see here in a few years. All right, we're going to move over to the wide receiver position. Again, Amari Rogers and Cornell Powell are gone. And no shortage of talent, again, at wide receiver for Clemson. We've got three guys that are 2022 eligible. We'll talk about them first. Justin Ross missed the whole season due to the, the neck injury, so it, it was thought to be career-threatening at the time. However, it looks like he's going to be medically cleared. I don't know if that's – I don't think that's happened yet. Then you got Joan Gata and Frank Ladson Jr. Both of those guys were expected to be the main guys last year, and neither one – turned out to be the main target for, for Trevor Lawrence. So that was interesting. Now they've, they've got more opportunity, but a new quarterback. Of these three guys, which one of these three or which two of these three do you do you like the most going into you know the 2022 draft, you know, assuming that they all come out? Assuming that health isn't a concern, um, you got to go with Justin Ross. I mean, he's the one that's put on the most game film. Um, his, he had a phenomenal freshman season kind of stepped back a little his sophomore season. So we were excited to see what he could do. And then he had that almost career-threatening injury. So he's somebody that you got to keep an eye on. I mean, at, uber athletic, big body, go up and get the ball. So he's somebody that was exciting to watch. I really like Joe Ingata. Um, he, he's a guy that Dabo is raving about in camp right now. He was the one that he was most excited to see. He he, he, he thinks that, you know, Joe Ingata is going to be this, this freak athlete. Um guy that is all over the field doing everything. So that's exciting to hear. But then last season, we didn't see much of him because he got injured early on in the season. And that was something me and you had noted on one of our podcasts mid-season. We were like, where is Joe Ngata at? And it turns out the dude was injured. So good to see that he wasn't just, you know, arguing with coaches and not doing well in practices and was sitting on the bench. He was actually out for a certain reason. Although, you know, you don't root for injuries, but 
that was at least nice to hear, I guess. So those two are the ones that I'm most excited for. Frank Ladson, not too excited for. I mean, he had his opportunity last year and was blown out of the water by Amari Rogers and my guy Cornell Powell. I mean, those were the two targets that Trevor Lawrence was feeding. It wasn't Frank Ladson, and his ADP has fallen in Devy and CDC leagues now because of it. Yeah, I, I agree with you very much there. And I think that the biggest question is on the injury to Justin Ross because he is by far and away, in my opinion, the, the most talented of the bunch. Um, looking back at his film from his freshman and sophomore seasons, I mean, this guy was amazing. And if he hadn't gotten injured, you know, he's up there in the top, you know, that top tier of wide receiver, you know, coming into the, to the draft next season because he was that good. So I tend to to fade players with injuries, especially when they're in the career-threatening ilk. But if he can come back, I mean, this guy, he, he's he's going to go high, in my opinion. I think, I think, you know, day two for sure, he might sneak into the end of round one. We don't, well, who knows, but he he's that talented. So, and I agree with you, uh, Jonah Gott is the second one. I think he's got, you know, potential draft capital day two. Not as huge on, on Ladson Jr. either. The next two guys, you know, we've got a 2023 eligible guy, EJ Williams. So he was a freshman last season. And then incoming freshman, Bo Collins, 2024 eligible. Do either of these two guys excite you at all? Do you want to see them on your Debbie roster? EJ Williams, I'm taking late round flyers on and throwing darts at just because he was getting the play in time his freshman year in the slot. So he's at one that was at least interesting. Um, none of these guys I'm rostering in Debbie leagues right now. Um, there's one guy that, that we don't have on this list that I'm kind of excited for the more I watch him, and that is, um, I believe he's a sophomore now, uh, sophomore wide receiver, a Jew, a Jew, or if that's how you pronounce his name, I don't know. He's just he's a he's he's on he's on the all names team. He's a fun one to talk about, um, but I I love him. He gets down the field really well. I mean, he looks like a gazelle when he's climbing when he's gliding down the field. Um, he's another one that. You know, I saw. I said Dabo was talking a lot about you know Joe and Gata, you know, going out and doing everything. He's another one that that is turning heads in spring ball this year. Um, coaches are really excited about. So he's one that you need to be keeping an eye on. All right, I like it. You added you added a guy in there. Well done. All right, that's it for Clemson. Let's move into Florida State. Uh, key loss there, wide receiver. Although not much of a loss from last season because he didn't do much. Tamorian Terry, who everybody was high on a year ago. And then he ended up going undrafted because he was basically invisible. He ended up quitting the team. Seattle picked him up. Probably one of the bigger Debbie disappointments from 2020 because, man, this guy looked like he had just monster written all over him, turned into just one big headache. So we've got some some opening at wide receiver there. Quarterbacks at Florida State, it'll be interesting to see who ends up being the quarterback in a transfer. Mackenzie Milton has come over 2022 eligible. He's coming off a significant injury. And then last year's freshman Chuba Purdy, 2023 eligible. Either one of these guys, you know, strike your fancy in, in Debbie, or are you just going to wait and see what happens? Um, just, just hitting on Tamori on Terry first. I just want to say that I hope you guys listen to me and skip on the pod mid-season and early on in the season because while everybody was high and drafting Tamori on Terry everywhere, I remember we were the ones that said that Tamori on Terry was the guy that you needed to have on your roster. And at least I know I caught some flack for it. I think I compared Tamori on Terry to a bigger, faster Nelson Aguilar, and that didn't go over too well. But 
Glad to say, glad that one worked out for me. I didn't have many Tamori Ontarios on my roster. Um, when it comes to the quarterback position, uh, you look at it. Um, there's not a guy that I want on my Debbie roster, but there's a guy that I'm rooting for in real life, and that's Mackenzie Milton. I mean, you looked at it, and he had just a nasty injury. He was another one of those guys that could have potentially lost his leg, and with just career-ending injury, was never going to take another snap again. And he 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 took a lot of rehab. Um, ended up losing his job though to Dylan Gabriel at UCF, and so he tra- that's the reason for the transfer to Florida State. So I I I like the kid. I mean, his work ethic. He transferred because he wants a real shot at the NFL. He wants he wants to he wants to shoot his shot, and you gotta love that that kind of mentality for the kid from the kid. Um, I'm rooting for him from a real life perspective because just because he's got a really nice story and somebody that you want to just root for in real life. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think you brought up a good point on Tamori and Terry too in that you know the the attitude of the player matters and the NFL absolutely cares. So this is one example where physical ability did not outweigh a lot of red flags for Tamori and Terry and that's why he he didn't go, you know, didn't get drafted. So keep that in mind when you when you hear about these these players in college if they if they're causing too much bad press, that's a great a great sign of just get out and, and don't just avoid them at all costs. Let somebody else deal with that headache. So moving into running backs, I didn't write any down, but I am going to just mention that DJ Williams, the, you know, the guy that was chased out of Auburn because there was some freshman last year that was pretty good. I don't, I don't remember his name, but, but I, he was a solid, solid player. I, perhaps you can, you can help sure, me out he's here. Ah, ah, that's right. That's right. Thank you. I, you didn't even bring it up this time, man. You, you fed that one to me. So that's really, if our listeners are tired of listening to it, that's your <laughs> fault at this point. I, I can't help them. Uh, I couldn't resist. And then Jashan Corbin was a, a very highly rated guy. Um, just, just hasn't done anything. And, and he looks like he could be so much better than he is. And so I just want to bring those two guys up. They, they have decent film, but they've never put it together. But who knows? One of them might step in and, and make something out of it. But switching quickly to, to wide receiver, I wrote down Destin Hill. He's an incoming freshman that you're hearing some some people talk about as a guy that could be, you know, someone that that Devy players need to keep an eye on. Is there any other any other guy on this roster that that excites you from a Devy? Not really, and to be honest with you, I don't know how much Destin Hill excites me. I mean, I sat down this week and watched some Destin Hill film, and he he really needs to work on his route running and route sophistication to me. When you watch his film, he does a lot of just go routes, and he's got this, I don't know if you noticed it, like this just kind of subtle step, like stop in place and then run a go route. I mean, he's got this like stuck stop and go that he runs just about every play. And that's just, that's not going to work at the college level. Cornerbacks aren't going to bite for that every single time. As soon as you get, go up against a Clemson cornerback or you go up against North Carolina's five-star cornerback from last year. I mean, you're not going to hit those routes as easy anymore. And you're definitely not going to hit it in the NFL um, against, you know, the, the bigger, the bigger name cornerbacks in the NFL, not an IDP guy. So I can't name you any, but. I mean that that's just not going to work at, at the college and NFL level. Um, so he's got some some route sophistication stuff to do for me before I'm even remotely excited about him. You're not an IDP guy because you quit 
the IDP league that you were in with Shaq and me. Because you guys, so you you were in one you with us. Smack me around all season. I don't want to take. I don't want to take beatings every single week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, getting back to to Hill, he he's a four star. He was wide receiver twenty. Um, he's fast. He he ran uh, an eleven oh nine one hundred. So he's got some speed there. As you mentioned, he's got, he he runs fast, but needs to work on the routes. So. I, I like him more than you. I, I think this kid has a chance to be to be pretty good because I like I like his ability to get the yards after catch and I think he tracks the ball well and I love his acceleration. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out as we can follow Destin Hill's career and see which one of us ends up being right. All right, let's move over to Louisville. So they actually had a surprising number of key losses. Uh, Malik Cunningham, a quarterback, Running back Javian Hawkins went to the Falcons. Wide receiver Tutu Atwell, surprisingly, second round draft pick going to the Rams. And then Des Fitzpatrick, also higher than I think analysts expected. Uh, round three, I want to say, to the Titans. And then, of course, his stock took an immediate dive as soon as they traded for Julio Jones. But there's a lot of fantasy goodness that has left Louisville. And coming in, I don't have a whole lot of players that I thought were were super exciting about Louisville, except for running back Travion Cooley, an incoming freshman. This kid has a chance, I think, to be very good. What do you see in Travion Cooley besides the fact that he is extremely fast, so he's going to replace the aforementioned Javian Hawkins fairly well in that perspective. Uh, um, I like a lot of things about Travion Cooley. Um, he's got a pretty cool last name. Um, on top, on top of that, <laughs> he's like, like I'll slip that in there. On top of that, um, you know, he, he's not the the burner that Javion Hawkins was, but he's a bigger running back than Javion Hawkins was too. Um, he, he he has some tendency to get caught from behind sometimes, but he's got decent enough long speed that he he can hit a long run if he needs to. What I noted about him was his vision in between the tackles and the way he bounces the ball around um around tackles breaks tackles pretty pretty easily. He's got a pretty pretty nice arm strength to to run through tackles. So hey, he's somebody to keep an eye on. He's an interesting guy. Um, I like his size. He's he's a bigger back than Javion Hawkins, and he's in an offense that should be able to utilize his skill set. So he's an interesting one to keep an eye on. Yeah, he is a four-star prospect. He was RB7 coming in to this season, uh, verified 4-4-40. So he, he does have wheels. Uh, I My notes on him, he's got a pretty good burst, and I actually like his long speed. I thought he ran high at times, but like you said, He's not afraid of contact, and he's a he's a big guy, five eleven, not tall, but two oh eight. So he's he's like you said, he's got more size than than the guy he's replacing, and he, he's not afraid to bounce it outside. So I think there's some potential for some greatness there with Travion Cooley. He's one of Debbie Matt's coolier players going into this season. All right, NC State uh, running back Zonovan Knight, eligible twenty twenty two. What do you think of Zonovan Knight? I, I'm intrigued by him, but at the same time, I don't know if this guy's going to translate to the NFL. So he's kind of one of those, you know, maybe good college players. But that's it. And you're going to differ on him quite, quite severely. I, I feel like I love everything about Zonovan Knight. I tweeted it out today. He's my favorite under the radar, um, Debbie running back that nobody's Ooh. talking about right now. 
Um, when you look at what he does, what 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 boxes he checks? Hard runner, check. Runs through tackles, great, great hard runner. Great contact balance. He's he's shifty in the holes. He's got a great jump cut. Great lateral agility. Shakes guys in the hole. He's a, he's a true running back. Check. Phenomenal pass catcher. Check. I mean, he's making one-handed pass catches out on the field, turning the ball. I mean, he he's not your your body catching running back. He he's actually catching the ball with his hands and making some pretty phenomenal catches doing it. He's a guy, though, that no one's really talking about. I mean, he's going mid-rounds of CTC drafts. He's not on any Debbie rosters right now um, in, in any ones that I'm, any leagues I'm in. And I'm in five to six-round Debbie leagues right now, and no one's drafting the kid. And I think that that's a mistake. Uh, I think he's going to have a great season. He he, he bounced. He, he, he improved his stock a lot last year. He had a bigger season his sophomore year, and I think he could have an even bigger season this year. And he's a guy that if you don't own him – he should be on at least one of your rosters because I see some pretty good NFL stock out of Mr. Zonovan Knight. Yeah, I will agree on the the points he made about not being on Debbie rosters. I think the only the only leagues that I'm in where, where he's drafted would be Campus to Canton leagues. He's had a couple of solid seasons, um, 12 games each year, basically 140 rushing attempts, right around 750 to 780 yards. I mean, I'm averaging it off here, exactly five and a half yards per carry each season did increase his touchdowns from five to 10. The other intriguing thing to note is he only caught seven passes his freshman season up to that to 20 in his sophomore year. So that is nice to see. I like the the increased number of receptions because that's a nice quality to have. You know, he's, he's six feet tall, 190. Maybe he can get a little bigger. Um, i trying to think if he's gotten any bigger since I wrote that down. Yeah, it looks like he's rated uh, or measured in at like 206 pounds now on sports reference. So he's got good size, you know, like you said. And I think I think he's one of those guys that he, he's not going to get the draft capital that, that we're going to want if, if he comes out next year. And so he, he's just going to be one of those running backs that's that's down the list and we'll see where he goes. But – I could be wrong. Another one we can look out uh, into the future and, and keep an eye on and see, you know, how this plays out. I like it. I like that we're we're differing on on guys there. Uh, wide receivers for NC State: uh, Ameka Amezi, twenty twenty two eligible, and Julian Gray, an incoming freshman. Do either one of these guys anything about them from a Debbie perspective that you like? Uh, Debbie perspective, no. CDC perspective, Amezi is real intriguing. I mean, you can get him in round forty two. Round 43 of a lot of your C2C drafts. And, I mean, he was NC State's security blanket these last few years. And when you watch his film, his film is littered. I mean, absolutely littered with phenomenal, spectacular catches. I mean, going up over defenders, catching the ball. You know, great body control, spinning around, catching the ball with one hand. Um, Big body receiver that, you know, it's just a security blanket for a quarterback. And you got to love that. Um, I'm a little worried, though. I, I don't know. I see a lot of um, Kelvin Harmon's game and, and Emeka Amezi's game, and we know that Kelvin Harmon didn't get the draft capital and has done absolutely nothing in the NFL up to this point. So that makes me a little worried. That's why he, he's not on a Debbie radar, radar for me. Um, late round, 40, 42, 43, C to C, you know, on your C to C roster. At that point, you're just drafting college guys anyway, so why not take a shot on Emeka Mezzi? Yeah, I agree. He's got he's got you know solid stats, but 
you know, part of the issue too is, I mean, he's going to enter his fifth he's season. Old. He's so old. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he took advantage of the fact that he could come back and play a fifth year and, you know, great for him, but that that's not good for, for a Debbie prospect. So that pretty much takes him, takes him out in my opinion. And, you know, Julian Gray, I think he's just, you know, there, there's so many incoming freshmen that I, I don't think there's anything super exciting about him. I mean, he, he's a four-star, but he's wide receiver 50. So that's, you know, that's way down the list, but he's fast. Um, fast, shifty, quick. You know, he, he runs a verified four four nine, and in high school, that that's quick, under 11 seconds in the 100. So he's a, he's a speedster, but, you know, hopefully – he can he can make that translate to something on the field. We're gonna bypass Syracuse because everybody of talent apparently has as well. Go right into our last team, Wake Forest. So they lost wide receiver Sage Surratt, who I believe was undrafted, went to the Lions, and he sat out the 2020 season, leaving behind running back Kenneth Walker the third and wide receiver Donovan Green, both 2022 eligible. Talk about uh, Walker first. What do you think about this guy? He was one that's, that caught my eye later in last season. You know, you would turn on the game and you'd watch it because Donovan Green's on a lot of guys' Debbie and C2C radars right now just because of the way he plays. And when you watch it, you couldn't help but notice Kenneth Walker um, making some pretty phenomenal plays. I mean, he, he, he has really good feet. I mean, he's got pretty decent long speed, I think. He, he's somebody that... Just seems like a decent, like a good running back. Like doesn't do anything phenomenal or spectacular, but it's just a get it done, you know, type of type of running back. And you know, I, I like that as just like a grinder. But he, he's one to keep an eye on. He's interesting for me. And then you look at Donovan Green. I mean, he just absolutely destroyed my boys from North Carolina um, to the tune of what was it like two hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns. I mean, just absolutely killed them. Um, great sideline awareness, can go up and get the ball, but he's very, very much a hit or miss prospect. You know, he has a really good game and then disappeared some weeks. So, I mean, you need to see some more consistency out of him, but both of them are interesting for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on Kenneth Walker. Um, I just don't think he's going to be good enough to, to translate to the NFL. However, I was very adamant a year ago that, that Donovan Green was one of my sleepers and, I still love the talent, and I love the big playability. I mean, we're talking about a guy that in two seasons has averaged almost 20 yards per catch, so he is a big play waiting to happen. Unfortunately, we find ourselves waiting a little bit too long for that to happen. I mean, you mentioned he had over 200 yards against North Carolina. He had just under 600 yards for the season, so that tells you what he did in the rest of the games. He needs to do more. He needs to be more consistent, and... I think, you know, this is the season it has to happen. It's like if he can come out in his third year and have a breakout year, then my my faith in him will be justified. But if he if he puts out another, you know, you know, 30 to 40 catches, you know, maybe he gets up to 600 yards, you know, scores four or five touchdowns, then that's that's not going to they're going to really prove anything to me. I mean, he's He's got the ability and the size, in my opinion. I mean, he's 6'2", almost 200 pounds. He, he's what you want from that perspective, except he's just not, he's not getting the targets and the volume that you want to see out of an NFL prospect. So 
I think this is this is the make or break year for Donovan Green, in my opinion. He's got the talent to be a potential uh, day two guy. I mean, round two, round three, and if he gets that kind of draft capital, I think that's a slam dunk for you. I mean, nobody was talking about this kid last year. You were the first one, first person that I heard even mention him, and the fact that he's even in conversations on Devi rosters and C to C rosters now, man, that's a home run hit for you. Yeah, I I hope it works out because I, like I said, I, I loved him a year ago. I still love the talent, so we'll we'll see what happens. All right, that is it for this half of the ACC. We'll do the Coastal Division next week. And as far as the Debbie Happy Hour, we're just going to keep cruising through all of these conferences for you. But, of course, if you have anything else you want us to get into, you have any trades to review, let us know. We are part of the Dynasty Happy Hour team of podcasts. Tim Keller, Doug Eddy, and Tyler Gunther record every Sunday night. They've had two of my favorite episodes back-to-back. I'm pretty sure they were back-to-back. They had the... The episode over a week ago where they com- where they do a first round mock and it's the animal I love, I love the I love the animal I comps, love it. Man. It's it's so good with Matt I love Price. Oh Matt Price is awesome and, and so that's a fantastic episode. And then this last Sunday they did the swipe left or swipe right with Sal Lito, of course, of Spor- uh, Scott Fishbowl Potathon Scott Lito. He was on there doing that, so they were swiping right on the guys that they love. Another one of my favorite episodes, so be sure to check that out. And then, of course, we've got Randall Memphis Young hosting the DHH Contractor when he's available, and the IDP Power Hour is coming back, so they'll start kicking out podcasts soon enough. Matt, again, remind everyone, please, where can they find you and all your work? And tell them again about the exciting news that you have yeah, coming up. So you guys up. can once again find me and my work um, on Twitter at Debbie Matt. You can find my rankings still up on Dynasty Nerds. Uh, won't be as getting at, won't be getting out as many articles though because I've started a Patreon page. It's up now. You could go in and check it out. Um, it, it'll go live with content July first. But you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash database. Would love for you guys to subscribe to that. Be one of the first ones in there. And re- really, really, let's, let, let's rock together. Let's let's talk some some football, some Devi guys. Love to help you guys win some championships. So check, make sure to uh, check that out and get on, on all the great things that will be coming out on that. Awesome. I love it. I am at SkipNewton31 on Twitter. Contact me with any questions that you have. Love to banter Devi with you. I'm also a Debbie team writer covering the ACC for the NFL Draft powered by Fan Nation on Sports Illustrated. Debbie, Dynasty, NFL Draft, all players and positions, rankings, we got it all. And finally, just want to say a big thank you, appreciation, not only to our awesome listeners, because you guys are the best. Uh, it's so fun, you know, talking to the people that are listening to the show and going over stuff. But another show, the Debbie Debate with our friends over there, if you haven't heard the last episode, that they put out there and like all of the people that have that have commented me you miss the sound of the voice of one Brian Shakochis you need to check out the Debbie debate that's all I'm going to say check it out you will not be disappointed thank you everyone for listening have a great afternoon or evening and as always be a good human <laughs>